at lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where even reruns might be mildly entertaining. Curtis and I are taking this week off for a little R&R, but we thought we'd go back into the vaults and bring out an episode that we recorded back in the lo-fi days back on May 20th, 2020. So we hope you enjoy it and see you next week. Larry, do you think uh, Jello Biafra would be as, as horrified today at the prospect of Jerry Brown being president given who's in the office now? <laughs> I... I have no idea. Like, I, I, a, I would have been way too young to really understand the beefs he had with him back in the early eighties, late ninety, late late seventies. But I am still surprised to this day that we don't have way more music, like a flood of of uh, consciousness music that's 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 hitting the airwaves right now. I, I I'm very very surprised. In fact, when when he shall not be named was elected, I had called. Well, at least we're going to have four years of amazing music come out. And I'm still waiting. Like in the 90s, especially, like there was just that that one sort of uh, stream of pop culture that was just outside the mainstream, but still got like a ton of uh, like tons and tons of, of video play and airplay. And you could just like get to that and be like, ah, I'm really cool. I like, you know, Nirvana and... Uh... Think about when like, Rage Against the Machine came out. Like they came out and they were an angry band, um, producing some great music. Uh, but that was also during like the Clinton era. So maybe maybe the the trend is we need like a really awkward Democratic president before good music comes out uh, for from your from your band. So I, I will wait for a oh, bated yeah. breath. Just just wait. We did have a song. We actually had a song on our first EP like years ago called Al Gore. But it was all about how much we hated Al Gore. And we didn't really hate him at all. It's just a lot of good stuff rhymed with gore. <laughs> like you could say your wife looks like a bleach blonde whore. He was still married to Tipper at the time. Uh, and uh, who, who, who? Stuff. So there was, Wait. There, was, there was all this anger directed at him for no real reason we were just doing it for a laugh so so maybe you just you just back you just gave me more evidence for my theory because wasn't tipper gore like leading that um back in the 90s like leading that uh investigation like that, or council censorship the this, censorship sort of uh she's music such a separate uh, initiative and they yeah, that uh, the ottawa band furnace space wrote a song called tipper gore basically <laughs> the chorus was uh the Fuck you, Tipper Gore, over and over again. And and the the one person that came out looking like a superstar wasn't it the lead singer of Twisted Sister? Like, didn't he like uh, present? Like, he went to present in front of that um, that hearing, and he had like the right, most yeah. eloquent um, speech. That's right, D. Snyder. That's right. Yeah, he did. He uh, ah, he's a smart guy. They're an interesting band, Twisted Sister. They. I saw, I think it was in a Rolling Stone um, tribute, like Rolling Stone tribute book about all this like really random uh, like rock music trivia. And and uh, Twisted Sister in the 70s, so before they came out with Stay Hungry and We're Not Gonna Take It and stuff, sold out at Nassau Coliseum on word of mouth. 
had no radio play, nothing. Like just just on on word of mouth about how weird this band was. They sold it at Nassau Coliseum. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and 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 just as a as a as a funny side thing, did you know that Twisted Sister came out with a Christmas album? Oh yeah, <laughs> they're a. Uh, you can see the video on YouTube for their version of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. It's fantastic. <laughs> but but they weren't parodies. They're actually like covered. Like they're they're proper like singing Christmas songs. Like yeah. featuring yeah they don't they don't like they're, they're in, in their sort of heavy metal style. But they're yeah they're not replacing any lyrics or it's and or there's nothing like Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC, which mm. is like their own take on Christmas mm. song. It's all yeah to my knowledge, it's all legit Christmas songs. <laughs> and and I I, I the, our our stream conversation just went all over the place and I I, I love it. Um, <laughs> so let's let let's let's talk about it. this is uh, let's go to our genius or jackass. Um, I want to read out this um, list that was uh, I don't I think it was generated by the um, Ontario government, um, but I could be wrong. But let me just read out the list of things that are kind of loosening up and this was kind of released back uh, I think earlier this week so one play a round of golf or hit a few balls at the driving range although all amenities connected to these businesses remain closed two use marina or yacht club services although certain amenities remain unavailable three play less aggressive racket sports like tennis badminton pickleball and ping pong race horses or play in individual sports such as track and field gymnastics figure skating head to a cycling track rod and gun club or horse riding facility take animals to the groomer for a haircut to the vet for a checkup or hire a dog walker or pet sitter hire maids housekeeper cooks and cleaners so i want to know who on earth wanted to play this cruel joke that like people could never afford many of these things on this yeah. list and you know just at the normal of stuff times uh let alone like where we are now but um i i just thought when i run i read this i went oh my god yeah it reads like it reads like a very sort of like uh middle upper class checklist <laughs> of uh of amenities. Uh, although I will say I do have uh, a lot of optimism for the rise of pickleball, the overlooked pickleball. You might well, see uh, in, in 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 the in the in the classification of less aggressive racket sports. Less aggressive racket sports. You might see some people pick up uh, pick it up, pick up some pickleball. What is pickleball? No idea. But <laughs> I can't wait to find out. I, I I need I need to know right now, because it was very specific on this list. Okay, so uh, pickleball is a paddle ball sport that combines elements of tennis, badminton, and table tennis. Two or four players use solid paddles made of wood or composite materials to hit a perforated polymer ball with 24, 26 to 40 round holes over a net. Oh, that's a pickleball. I've seen those before. I just thought that they were just like... Like 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 they're like the poor man's ping pong ball. Well, you know that's, that's in fact a pickleball. Well, that 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 is a pickleball, and uh, first played in 1965 in Bainbridge Island, Washington, because someone didn't feel like running a full court 
of tennis and wasn't skilled enough to play badminton. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but well, it, it made it made it into the government's uh, into the government's sort of um, PR little PR uh, release there. Yeah, How great. We have we're gonna have it soon. Well, see the thing is, I I, I was hoping that hair getting a haircut or barber would be on the earliest list because right now I could really use one. I, I confirmed by looking up my high school yearbook that I actually have the same haircut as I did when I was in grade 11. <laughs> so I, I could, I could be sporting my grade 11 pickleball haircut. If I, if we, <laughs> we, we should, we should challenge each other to a game, but it looks like we, we have a friend in, in New York where, um, He's, he told us that, like, for a city that got hit really hard by this, nothing's being observed. Like, nobody's really taking this. It seems like the populace is taking this, like, super seriously. In fact, he went out and he got a haircut uh, from his usual barber. And and she, or hairdresser, and she said, uh, he, he, I guess he's, he emailed her or whatever and said, oh, is there any way, is there a way that we can get a haircut? She's like, yeah, come and see me. And, and she thought he thought he was going to go to her house or some sort of thing, but what in fact he ended up doing is going to her, her her salon, and it was like a speakeasy. So it was all dark, like it was all dark in the lobby and stuff. And then and then then you went through another door, and then there was the chairs, the mirrors, and all the instruments and stuff in the back. They're all wearing masks and stuff uh, and gloves, but like yeah, they 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 cut his hair, and I guess they were fully operational in non-compliance with the law and just had, had a had a dark storefront to obscure the fact that they were cutting people's hair you, you know you know what you just reminded me of it, 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 it i while you were telling the story i totally envisioned the um uh, the the one of the earlier scenes in jean-claude van damme's blood sport as they were being led to where the the fight was being held yeah and then there's the guy standing in there uh that, that's guarding the door and you know checks you out make sure you're good to enter and he's like okay usa <laughs> so who knew that that's you know speakeasy haircuts would exist but i guess why not yeah i guess if you can if you if you if you don't mind um you know running the risk of i guess getting like heavily fined or whatever you know and uh, and you have the you have the right sort of setup where you can, where you can obscure your business. I guess you can do all that kind of stuff. Bigger, bigger question is how was the haircut? He looked good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. He looked good. He was looking. He was looking shaggy the last time we talked to him on Zoom, but then this time he was like, he had like you know a nice little like, like fade going and then a little trim and stuff. Yeah, he looked good. It was worth it. It was totally worth it for him. <laughs> well, you know, you, you as much as as much as the government or ruling bodies want to uh, try, prohibition has never worked, right? No, no. It's it, it, you know, like even in the Garden of Eden, it didn't even work. Nope. That was like, yeah, that was the first time. <laughs> not even, not even, not even God could pull that shit off. <laughs> How tough it is to get people to do what you want. Um, so with the with the loosening of things, so besides that that crazy list, um, 
uh, sports are definitely uh, getting into swing of things. Not everyone is as lucky as the WWE to continue filming new content and continue their entertainment on, on in the lovely state of Florida. But um, uh, big news is uh, CFLs trying to garner some momentum for the 2020 season, other than the earlier um, story about them asking for some type of bailout um yeah. they, they started talking about the 2020 abbreviated season now they hadn't re- they, they, they didn't really um promise anything but they did say that uh it, it, this the gray cup won't be played um or they can't guarantee that it will be played in regina yeah there's yeah i mean regina is no longer the host city um they could still host it but it, it will be on merit so Normally, the Grey Cup's a big deal, right? Like, that is their ultimate thing. Like, people in Canada still care about it to some, to varying degrees, depending on where you are. Um, whereas, like, the, you know, the CFL is sort of a bit fringe in some parts of the country, still very popular in other parts of the country. The Grey Cup, I think, is still quite a legit event. But part of the reason for that is because, you know, one of the city, like, one of the cities that has a CFL team host and it's a pretty it's a pretty good party and and you know a lot of fans travel especially like if you are lucky enough to get the rough riders in the great cup you've got a ton of of fans from saskatchewan traveling um to your city and and it's a good week-long party it's a lot of fun um but obviously given this circumstances that we're now it's completely um untenable you can't do it so they're, they're like What's the point of having, like, the Grey Cup in a host city like that with all the uh, bells and whistles when nothing can really be done? It's not really fair. It's Regina was, you know, going to host this year, and it's not really fair to the, the, the fans there. You know, they're, they're the best fans of the CFL. So they what they've done is they've awarded them. Hamilton's got it for 2021, so now Regina's got it again for 2022. So that was a good move. And then what will happen is, uh, in this abbreviated season, the two teams that advance to the Grey Cup, whichever team had the best record, and I'm sure there will be some sort of tiebreaker mechanism in there, will get to host. Hmm. Could still be Regina. They're, you know, they're, 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 they were a good team last year. Um, but uh, uh, it'll be whoever, you know, you'll, you'll have to do it on merit. But, but we were talking before, the reason for the bailout was... The CFL doesn't have a great TV deal. Like it is a it is a live person's event. Yeah, very much a gate driven league. So um, that's why it's interesting to hear them talk about even trying to salvage the season because it won't be worth their while unless they can get people in the in the stands. Pardon me. And I think even uh, September, which is they say is the earliest they can start, uh, is very very optimistic. Um, so, you know, I guess they're just keeping their options open. I mean, it will be devastating for them if they have to cancel a whole season, particularly if they don't get any kind of, uh, economic relief. And it doesn't seem like they're going to get what they're asking for from the government. If, if they're, if the government's not bailing out Air Canada, which obviously they're, they're already a crown corporation, but I, it's the last thing they would want to bail out would be. Yeah. But so let's let's look at the other big sports now. They obviously have much bigger TV deals. 
Um, NFL being the most obvious one, let's let's talk about that. Where they probably yeah. could continue with their season just on TV alone and forget about you know the gate. People, yeah. Americans will want to watch NFL, and same thing with Canadians. They 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 want to see their teams. Yeah. They're the they're the best positioned to sort of play a season without having to worry about the game. It's way, it's, it's it's fewer games by quite a bit than the other uh, leagues, yeah. so you're not even worrying about two. You're not losing as much in the way of uh, gate revenue, right? And the TV deal is just so massive. Um, how about the NHL? NHL, I would think it was probably like the TV deal is decent enough. You know, we we live in the city where we have probably what the most profitable team in the league. <laughs> yeah, um, that that them or or the it's usually between the Leafs, Habs, and Rangers. Like they're sort of always in the top three. Um, yeah, I mean, like that they'll they'll survive. It'll be tougher for them than the NFL. They don't. Okay. Their their US TV deal is not great. Their yeah. Canadian TV deal is lucrative. Um, so combined, they're they're okay. They'll, I mean, it's enough of a it's they'll, they'll have enough that it would be worth their while to sort of like weather the storm, award a Stanley Cup. You know, they're talking about expanding their playoffs to twenty four teams. Uh, you know, it's sort of like not playing the rest of the regular season. There was not much left. So they're just doing a giant tournament. Do a giant tournament. So it'd be interesting <laughs> for some teams that were like on the bubble, or even teams that were below, well out of the bubble, like the Habs. The Habs would be in, and if it was a twenty-four team tournament, the Habs would be in, and they wouldn't have been in uh, in in the normal playoff format. Okay. So yeah, the and, and who knows, right? Like they catch lightning in a bottle, and Carey Price uh, plays really well in goal, and. <laughs> they, they, they sort of uh, when doesn't he you know, he's standing on the head he, it's, he's standing on yeah. his head every night yeah so he, they win a couple of playoff rounds and you know who knows so I think that's kind of interesting they're still deciding how they're gonna do it I mean I think they've conceded that they're not gonna have an, um, any fans in, in the arenas uh, but they're trying to figure out how to like what to do and they've got that hub city proposal where there'd be like a, a handful of cities that would that would host like a group of teams so some of the canadian um cities have have expressed interest uh, vancouver edmonton toronto in particular um they would all three of those cities would be fairly well equipped to do it as far as facilities and hotels and stuff like that mm. um but uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, we still don't know how feasible it's going to be for with the with the border still being closed to non-essential that's, travel. That that's that's right. Everyone, all the teams will have to just play in Florida. Um, yeah. What about uh, what about the NBA? I, I assume the NBA would also have a pretty good TV deal. And yeah, they're they international now. Deal. Yeah, they have a good TV deal. They have. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know what baseballs is like. I don't think baseballs is as strong as the NBA's. Um, so I think they may have of those major sports. I think they might have the second best of those major like team sports. Might have the second best deal. Um, yeah. So their their thing now is 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 again like a hub sort of situation. The one that I've seen recently, apparently that has the inside track, is that uh, 
Walt Disney World. So speaking of Florida, which is like you know open for open for business in a big way in sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they're, they, that, that apparently is the uh, facility that's uh, has the inside track right now as well. Um, yeah, it's the um, the ESPN Park, I think. Right, they they have they have like some type of ESPN. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, what is it? It's 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 like a it's it's not its own park. I, I um I have to look it up, but I I see it all the time. Every every where every uh, time I go down there, um, we never have enough interest to go ourselves. But um, nah. I kind of go to if I at Disney World is to get away from sports. Yes, it's ESPN's Wide World of Sports. That's right. So it's a sports complex there, and I I assume some Disney owns that park. Um, I don't know what really happens. I I assume someone does spring spring practice there, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems to be it. Before they were talking about Vegas originally. I think there was Arizona, uh, but yeah, this seems to be the one that has traction at the moment. I've also been he hearing that Houston is another possibility. Yeah, well, regardless of who has the best TV deal, well, they could probably get a good TV deal now because by the time, let's just say, when everything kind of, if the pacing goes the way it is, like by the time August September rolls around and things are at that point where. Still no stadium full of people. People would just be dying to watch any sports, anything new at that point. They don't. They wouldn't care, you know. I'm just not sure how what, how far along these leagues are in their existing deals, though. Like, I don't know if they're in a position to renegotiate or not. Yeah. What uh, they were talking about with the CFL, uh, because the commissioner was did like a virtual town hall where he took questions today, was uh, the and, and the CFL could consider something like this is to beef up the TV deal is maybe do like a, like, like a pay-per-view style for some, you know, like, like, some, mm. like, uh, for some of the games. Um, uh, I yeah, think I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure if T cause the, their deal is with TSN. I'm not sure if TSN carries every game or if they carry some games and maybe games where they don't, they could maybe think about doing like a pay-per-view solution. I don't no. know how well that will do. Yeah. Well, uh, all I know is uh, ABC's been playing older games, I think, on the weekends, and they replayed the uh, Raptors championship win. So that was Game Six. Mm -hmm. They replayed it. They replayed it all, and you know, I I, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've 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 uh, been watching some of the old some of the old games, um, and uh, yeah, I mean. That that Raptors because they had it was the uh, uh, anniversary first anniversary of the shot uh, I think it was last week mm. and uh, and so you know I was watching that like replays of that all day long yeah it's still were you were you at that were you at that game when when you you were right you were I at was the game. yeah yeah I was like I had, I had line of sight like for the shot like because. Our seats aren't great, so we're at, at the, one of the nets, pretty much, right? So 
I was uh, I was right there for, uh, for, for to, to to see it go in, and I, I was in I was in disbelief. I think I might have told you that I reacted probably about a second or two seconds after everybody else because I was just <laughs> so sure that there was going to be some like the some whistle was going to get blown and something was going to be disallowed or they're going to say he didn't get Kawhi didn't get the shot off in time. Or something like that. It's just, it just seems so improbable. It was like this kind of thing never happens to Toronto teams. Especially <laughs> never happens to the Raptors. And it did. It, well, and at that point I thought that they would win the championship. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it's amazing every time I, I see footage of it and, and now they, they keep uh, different angles are coming out uh, of the shot itself. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and when they presented Kawhi with his ring when he when he when the when the Clippers played in Toronto, that was pretty cool. What they did with the um, with the lighting, where they kind yeah. of retraced his footsteps. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I wasn't at the game. I, I saw it on TV, but uh, it, it it must have looked really yeah. cool live. It was the highlight because the game sucked afterwards. <laughs> Raptors got their got their butts handed to them. <laughs> Which which infuriated me because I really was like yeah we'll we'll cheer for Kawhi and then I want to see the Raptors hand him his lunch but yeah uh, didn't happen oh well <laughs> but uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how because like you said there's there's big money and then there's big money right so we'll we'll have to see how um, the rest of uh, this plays out for sports because things mass gatherings like concerts aren't going to happen but. Mm-hmm. I do have a story about a concert because I I did attend the Fortnite concert and I want to kind of bring it up. I, I didn't bring it up the other week, but I, I thought I'd share some thoughts on that in in a little bit um, when we kind of talk about our video game segment. Um, but uh, why don't we segue um, in one a topic that we keep talking that we talk about quite often on the, on the show is we we talk about professional wrestling and we are building up our next bracket of. Um, of uh, promos so maybe it could be the jewels of june i don't know um but (laughs) i'm seeing i'm seeing i like that oh thank you Uh, i'm seeing some really good promos that are are hitting the list it's going to be tough um because there's there's a couple of really good ones um i do like the uh the one that stuck out from the list is so far is the ted dbs basketball and you're you're, you're referring to the one with the kid right that that yes, you brought up to, in, in, the, yeah. in the live show yeah um, yeah that yeah. poor kid <laughs> the other one that i love and it's more of a, of a vignette and some of these that i put on the list are kind of you could maybe classify them more as vignettes of promos but uh um the other one that i loved was when uh he went. He went to the pool and the public pool and uh, got Virgil gave like the guy around the pool all all that money and he they kicked all the kids out and he's just like so the next scene is uh, you know all the kids like like with the with their their fingers through the chain link fence watching Ted DiBiase just lounging in a one of those floating chairs in the pool by himself just counting money. And, uh, yeah, you look at him now, right? Like he, he, he was in, you know, during the, during that time in the eighties and nineties, he, he lived that, he lived that, uh, rock and roll lifestyle of, of, of Ric Flair's and whatnot. But now he's like a, he's a born again Christian, isn't he? Yeah. 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 He, 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 he something must've happened during the road during that thing. And he was just like, I, yeah, I think a lot of these guys, if they survive, 
uh, <laughs> born again Christians. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah, and then they get all preachy, right? So I can't, yeah. I can't decide which one's worse: born again Christians or ex-smokers, or or ve <laughs> or, or, or or vegans. Maybe I can't decide those those three. I'll. I'll... <laughs> We'll have to debate that another time, yeah. I think. But yeah. um, so, uh, I, after the pay per view happened, some things happened in in wrestling that was kind of interesting. There was like this shoot work promo that Becky Lynch um, revealed at the Raw following the pay per view, where she um, said she couldn't compete anymore. Oscar uh, comes out to confront her and realizes that there wasn't a contract in the briefcase. It was actually the belt. Becky announces she's pregnant and she's not going to be on TV anymore or wrestle. And cue the immediate heel turn, uh, face turn for Asuka. So I think what's happening is they're, they're having more and more performers either being let go or they are not performing um, for obvious reasons. And the roster is so thin right now that I think they're going to collapse the brands because uh, right. there there are people that are bouncing back and forth just because there's no one there to come to to be on the show, or it's lopsided. There's there's too many heels over here and there's too many faces over here because it was all of a sudden Oscar was like the 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 biggest heel and all of a sudden oh she's a face now and yeah with no real narrative reason no only because she was happy for becky for being yeah. pregnant um, yeah. um any case so um it's a even though they're allowed to make new content their problem now is um the writers are scrambling trying to figure out what can they do with the people they have um mm. they had to relinquish the intercontinental championship because the person who was holding it um uh again refused to perform so yes they had to now they're doing a tournament and that's why i was saying that they're collapsing the brands because i was like why is it aj styles on smackdown now i'm like oh okay whatever just move people where you need them yeah makes sense i mean like why 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 have two two brands when you're that thin you know like well, and that was the whole reason for the split, right? Because during the Attitude Era, they just had so much talent. And then they... Yeah. Um, did they buy WCW before the, the brands got created? They Or did it exist before? I think it, I think it existed before, if I'm... But, but there wasn't a separation at that point in time. Because people were... It was just the second show. Like, it wasn't the like... second show, yeah. Yeah. But, and, may, and maybe somebody who didn't get featured on... Raw would get featured on SmackDown. Yeah, because I think it wasn't until the WCW got folded in where they basically said, oh, well, we need to kind of keep some of these titles around. And then just, you know, this title became title over here and this title became the title over here. Which I still think they don't do that for the men's division. For the women's titles, they actually separate it by brand. But I think the Raw belt is called the Universal belt. And then... The men's belt is like the SmackDown belt. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I remember like, and then every once in a while, somebody wins both. You know, there's some crossover thing. Or something. Oh well, someone. Yeah, one time someone's someone's got to got to hold both. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how it plays out um, for the rest of the little bit. Their next 
giant pay-per-view isn't for another couple of months, but I don't know if they can do another, like of the big ones, not you know, without a, without a, um, a crowd. And that would be summer slam. So, and that, that's usually one of the big ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah, I think that's probably second only to WrestleMania, I think, as far as importance. Well, they all, they all make money for them, so. Yeah. But, uh, so we'll have to see what, what, uh, what happens with wrestling. If you get a chance, um, watch Broken Skull Sessions with Ric Flair. Um, that's, that's a pretty good one. It's a, Rick comes off sounding pretty genuine, like he really talks about um, his rough times. He doesn't really um, uh, go into too much, you know, uh, nature boy in it. He he does kind of, <laughs> yeah, no, he he comes off sounding pretty vulnerable, and you know, Stone Cold is gushing at him, but he's just like, you know, um, he he knows he's made a lot of mistakes, and you know, people call him the goat, which you know, arguably probably is in, in one shape or way form but um he uh he's you know got great stories has uh nothing great nothing nothing bad to say about got you know a lot of the old guys that used to wrestle with especially um uh, sting and uh uh steamboat mm-hmm. um who i think is still working for the wwe in one capacity or another do ricky steamboat oh yeah i think he i don't know if he's uh if he's one of the quote-unquote writers or producers or whatever, um, but he's like one of the backstage guys. The dragon. Yeah. One thing I was gonna, I was thinking of. It's not a great promo, but it, I, my brother and I used to love it when he, when we were kids. Is when uh, remember you had that feud with with Macho Man and Macho Man uh, crushed his larynx with a ring bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then he was. Then, and then he was like cutting a promo after, and he's like savage, but and it's like halfway through he remembered oh yeah my larynx was crushed and then he started going bah! you know like but he didn't he didn't start start the promo like that so well we, we used to love that um that feud um culminated into a wrestlemania bout which is still regarded as like one of the greatest matches ever played out i think yeah yeah um, so they, yeah they had a great feud uh, that was that was that was fantastic. I have to look at if it, if it was WrestleMania three, but that was a, a big match where he comes out on top. Yep. Um, so it was, I guess it was a co-main event. So Ricky, uh, so uh, Macho Man had the title, um, and uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it was good for him. Like you know, he's one of those guys that you know he. He will always be the perfect face. Like you can never see. I don't know if he ever was a heel. Not that I can remember. You know, it, it's you know, it, it, a guy like him. You just, I don't know. It's just you. You do all you want, but you'll never, you'll never sell him. Like no one will take it seriously. I liked his dra- his dragon gimmick though. He, he he he's Ricky the Dragon, but then he kept that ridiculous steamboat last name. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like now they just call him the dragon. They do away with Ricky Steamboat altogether. And, and the funny thing is, he has no Asian blood in him, right? Is yeah, he? Is sure. it like? Is he? Is he like? Is he? Is he indigenous? I wasn't sure if he was Hawaiian or maybe. Uh... <laughs> um, 
But uh, what is what is I, I I'm just looking this up. I just want to see what is he doing these days. Okay, apparently he is of Japanese descent. Oh, okay, must be his mom's side because I think so. Um, his 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 birth name is Richard Henry Blood. How yeah, cool is that? <laughs> so it looks like he has what they what they call um, uh, I, I guess a, a, a legacy contract. So like basically the old timers. So he sounds like he's still on contract. Yeah, yeah. So he so he, he sort of uh, does. Is he like a like a behind the scenes guy? Some training well, maybe. Yeah, I think he also kind of comes out. Um, and you know, glad hands and things like that. But I think it's right, just, yeah. I, th I think it's he. He's just kind of yeah, backstage. Um, but I did he um, he did come out in a segment. I think it was for his uh, Ric Flair because Rick talked about it. Like there he is, and all you see is this guy. You couldn't really see him too well. He's just all white hair. Um, but you know, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure he'll be around. Like he's just one of those guys that everyone looks up to, and you know, that, that you don't really hear any bad things about, you know, people saying about him. No, um, not at all. But that's like uh, Tito Santana. That's another guy who I don't think could ever be a heel. I don't like. I don't think he's capable of of carrying a, a heel character. But also, he was that kind of guy. I don't think did anyone has anyone ever bad mouthed Tito Santana like outside the ring. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not at all. <laughs> not not maybe 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 if you're Jesse the Body. Oh yeah, Chico. That's right. Um, let's uh let's 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 switch gears a bit, and uh, I, I wanted to kind of bring back our our music talk and and bring in our video game talk, and rather I, I like I said I always kind of bring up uh, Fortnite in uh, in mm -hmm. our conversations. Um, so uh, about two weeks ago there was the. Party Royale map, which featured three DJs performing, um, and so I had to jump in and watch it. Um, it was like kind of prime time Friday night live. Um, I was actually quite impressed. It was, you know, I I, I knew two of the three uh, performers. So um, one was uh, Aoki, right, and uh, Dead Mouse. Um, who were on Instagram really touting it for uh, leading up to it, which is kind of weird because uh, Deadmau5 is always talking crap about Fortnite, so I was kind of surprised to see him on there. But, hey, you drive a truckload of money, and yeah. the, these guys aren't doing anything anyways. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was Steve Aoki, Deadmau5, and the guy who opened it um, uh, was... I forgot his name, but he was also non-consequential non because I was like, who? Um, but it, it was, it was, you know, it was decently done. And for a concert, they disabled kind of the in-game sound. So they were able to pipe in the sound, the, 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 the performer quite cleanly. Um, they had a giant screen. So it wasn't like the Travis Scott thing where there was this, this giant avatar roaming it was just like a giant musical video, music video. This was, these performers were broadcasting live and they piped them into the game. Um, not without some snags. Uh, at first we had to kind of go back and exit the game and come back to kind of get a, a clean stream. But, but once we did, it was like, wow, okay. I'm 
walking around in Fortnite watching this concert. Um, the they all had about uh, for uh, Dead Mouse had about a twenty minute set. Everyone else kind of had fifteen or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this is a way for them to make money and 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 because again, just like beyond sports, like live concerts would probably be like the last last thing that they open up. Yeah. And if this is a way to get in and have your music heard and whatever, hey, I say yeah, do it all the absolutely. time. Book book nice. a show book a show every Friday night, you know. Yeah. And the beauty of thing about it, once the once the concert's over, so this was about an hour. Let's say it was probably like an hour show from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Hey, I'm already home. <laughs> I know it's so great. You don't have to take that stupid TTC ride at like, you know, where it's two people or whatever. Just. Uh, I went to see the Pixies at, uh, what was it called? Arrow Hall. It's like way out by the airport. And it was a great show. But then then it was like 11.45 midnight, freezing, freezing cold. And there's one bus that comes maybe every half hour and takes you to Kipling. And you got to go all the way from Kipling to wherever you uh, it took. Two hours probably. Wow, that that the that, concert was over until I was at home. That yeah, it, that that brings back memories. But um, I I totally see it as a viable format if if performers want to do this or release new content or however they want to reach out to people, um, because uh, it it, um, it it impressed me. Like, and I thought I was kind of questioning because they never I've never thought they would do anything live, um. But as I was kind of roaming the socials, um, I, I went onto Steve Aoki's uh, Instagram feed and he was live on Instagram saying he was getting ready. And they were kind of doing an internal countdown and um, he was showing his setup. Um, so, and uh, at the time, Dead Mouse also sent a photo on Instagram um, showing his setup. And I was like, yeah, it looks pretty much the setup that we're seeing. And it's... Uh, and then, of course, you know, buy my merch came out right after um, the show. So um, impressive! They they can do this live, you know. Yeah, that is impressive. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll have to see if they'll do it again. Obviously, they're going to look at the numbers and see how all parties can monetize this. Because I think, I think the the, the problem still is with Fortnite. And, and some of these video games that, that are have lots of people playing is, like, how do you monetize something like this? Because the game is free. Mm-hmm. You've never put in a single penny, but you probably have a Fortnite account, right, Curtis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you probably could have logged in, watched the concert, and then... Never played again. Never played again. <laughs> so that, 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 but that's a problem. And I think, mm-hmm. I, think I, I had heard that, that that's also been a problem with... Um, video games that have that don't have like a full-on competitive league so fortnite you know they awarded that one kid booga not too long ago like three million dollars for winning the first fortnite world cup but like a competition like that like it doesn't make it doesn't make the game any more money like it's probably just a big bigger expense to put on this giant show and give out prize money because there's no gate, there's no TV, as we were talking about earlier, like other sports. So how do you monetize yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I yeah. guess, like, I don't know, you could 
start charging a nominal fee for admission or something like that. Um, it, five it, bucks. Five bucks might be worth it if you wanted to see those TJs for an hour. Well, you know, um, maybe. Um, uh, this week in this week in playing, um, I was playing a bit more uh, Overwatch as the season began anew. Uh, so this is their anniversary season. So the game came out four. Four, almost five years ago. I have to look up my my stats on that, but um, this is the time where they they put out a whole bunch of skins, and every skin in the game is also available for purchase with your in-game credits. Um, and all the play modes are rotating throughout the next three weeks, and you know, um, and I'm still garbage at it, but I still like playing it. It, it you know. It, to me, it's for me. It's probably the first game that's truly, I, I truly understand esports with it. Because is there any new content with a game? Not really. It's the same maps that we're playing, but it's I I, I, I treat it like I'm playing uh, pickup ball hockey. Remember we used to do that. Yep. Where you know you can't say well the rules of hockey haven't changed. It's two nets and guys with sticks, whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's the people that you play with that, that change the dynamic, and yeah. yeah, I totally get it. Like I, I go, yeah, I don't, I treat it like a game. It is a game, but I, I play it out like a sport. Like I'm just kind of doing a pickup game, and then I'll, I'll drop it. I'll never be great at it. I'll never, I'll never hit the pros, and I'm good with that. I'm not even beer league <laughs> at this point. Um, but uh, picked up a few games uh, for PS4. So one was uh, Dragon Ball Zeke. Um, to Kakarot. So this is their new RPG that came out in um, January. So okay. Calum's been playing through that. It It's totally bizarre and insane because it still has the fight mechanics of um, of Dragon Ball, but if you are a big Dragon Ball fan, I think you're, you'd be gushing over it. Um, did, he get to, did, did he get to 9,000 or whatever? Was the, uh, what was the Dragon Ball meme? Oh yeah, I, I no no. He's he literally just started it not too long ago, so I think he's he's a, maybe about half an hour game. I, I had to give him I had to give him this long speech of Are you sure you want to play this? This is an RPG. You're gonna have to do some grinding. It's not just playing through. So we'll see we'll see where his patience uh, go with it. Yeah. Um, one game that I actually there's two games I'm interested in playing. And I'm I'm wondering if you have played them and provide any insight. One is for the Nintendo Switch, and it's, um, is it Cupheads? Uh, I haven't played it. Um, okay. I've been meaning to play it for a while. Uh, I love the art style. In fact, I bought my niece and nephew with a Cuphead, like, um, you know, those uh, pop figurines. Oh, okay. <laughs> just because just they really like the look, you know, showing it to them. But it, 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 it's, a, it's, a sh it's a shooter. It's supposed to be pretty hard. Um but it's just like a really cool sort of like uh, that like 1940s cartoon art style. Yeah, it's like, uh, I wouldn't go as far as Steamboat Mickey, but definitely. Yeah. Because there's also like, there's there's like film grain, lots of film grain in the animation. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that, that's one game I think I, I'm, I'm toying with the possible purchase. Um, another one is Donut Country for PS4. I'm not familiar with that. So this is in the genre of the Katamari games, but um, okay, yeah, in, yeah. instead of a giant 
thing that you're rolling that's encompassing um, everything around it. You're this. You you play as this. I think it's a. I, from what I understand, I guess you're a series of raccoons that control this donut hole, which happens to be a hole in the ground, and you swallow things up. Okay. And you can also spit things out, <laughs> but it, again, it, the, the animation looks pretty cool, and it's it's fairly inexpensive. And I thought, you know what, this looks like a, it might capture my attention for a little bit. But yeah, it uh, sounds sounds interesting. So, in fact, so, I think I think now that you, now after you've described it, I think I think maybe Aaron was playing it, or somebody I knew, knew actually was playing it, and said that they were having a really good time. With so. Basically, yeah, it's 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 one of those indie titles that just kind of made it big because the guy just had a great idea, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, so basically you can yeah, so you control a hole across several different levels in which you know it's self-contained, but you have several areas that open up as as they progress. So the goal of the game is to swallow every object to essentially clear out the level. Um, so as the players move to swallow objects, the hole increases in size, you know, a la Katamari. Uh, there are puzzle aspects to this where you have to swallow objects floating on top of water. The player may need to maneuver the hole to drain the water and, and do right, other right. things. Uh, so, um, yeah, 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 check it out. Because again, it, it's one of those things where, uh, it's, it's multi-platform. I think it's on everything. Um, yeah. but it's just, uh, it's just one of those game ideas where you know these guys were smoking a lot a lot of good, good <laughs> stuff yep. and yep. and said yeah i need to do this yeah that sounds that sounds uh sounds like it might be fun i might check that out yeah um i, I finished final fantasy 7 oh uh, and was... let's so let's let's get your full let's get let's let's get a, a abbreviated full review <laughs> so it's um i mean i haven't 100 percent of it like there's still stuff i could do but i think i'm ready to move on and try something else for a while but um definitely held my interest for the entire time i thought it was quite well done um looks great and it's you know sort of nostalgic if you've played the the original and i i can't believe that it was such a it was it was you know like a full-sized game and it only took up like the first act, essentially, of the original game. Um, I think story-wise, quite faithful until the very end, where they start playing with stuff a little bit. Okay. Uh, and uh, not not in a huge way as far as how how this particular game plays out. But going into other ones, I think they've given themselves a lot of leeway to really play with the narrative and not be beholden necessarily to what came out in the original Final Fantasy. Some people are not going to like that, you know, mm. and uh, some people are going to be fine. You know, I'm, 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 I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> so because I played Final Fantasy VII already, I don't need it to be exactly the same. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to to to. Expectations are high when you are trying to remake arguably one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think most people that I've talked to have played it say that they did it justice, and I think that's very difficult. Um, like you say, with a game that has that reputation. Um, so is there a release date for Chapter Two then? 
Uh, I don't know if there's a concrete one, and you keep seeing different, um, you know, you keep you keep different like like different, uh, you know, new video game news websites have different takes. You know, I, I saw one article a couple of days ago that says Square Enix wants to put it out as soon as possible, and then the next day I saw one on on a rival site that said Square Enix wants to take its time and isn't in a hurry. So. I'm not too sure. I've I've heard that they've just started production. I've heard that they've that, that they're sort of well into production. So I'm not too sure when it when it's gonna come. Interesting. Out, but, uh, <coughs> also, like also, I'm really interested to see what they will do because the Final Fantasy VII remake is fairly linear in a lot of ways, and there's not that much area to explore. It all takes place in Midgar, right? So. You know, it's it's a big city, but it's not like it's not like once you get out of Midgar in the original Final Fantasy VII, you have you know a lot of roaming space, mm. um, and then of course once you get an airship, then you have all the roaming space, and that kind of game wasn't part really of of this experience. So I'm wondering if the next game will be very open or if they'll just, or if it will be very linear and streamlined, but follow the narrative. Well, there are people that want to play it out just to read out the story. Uh, and then there's other people that want to grind it out. So we'll, we'll have to find out big, but it's, it's interesting because a PS five is slated to come out this Christmas. So if they're taking their time, we'll, just be available only on the newer platform. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, but uh, I wanted to also talk about that. And I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Now, I, I have been trying to avoid any new console news until now. Um, and that was because uh, Epic Games revealed the Unreal 5 engine mm-hmm. um, playing and running on a PS5. And whoa. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that technology trailer at all or the walkthrough. No, I haven't yet. Uh, um, go watch it. Do yourself a favor. And um, if you can totally see that this is the te- same technology they used on The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Interesting. And it, it's, it's, it's quite amazing what, what they can do um, and, and what they were showing um, running on uh, a prototype PS5 or, or whatever, like developer version of PS5. Um, it's going to it's gonna be, I, you know, every generation is going to improve, but uh, mm-hmm. what, what they were showing was uh, was pretty, pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. Like, obviously, it's all technology, so it's a matter of, okay, developers, go and figure out what you can do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then that's when I saw, okay, well, what's what's the deal with the PS5? And found out, oh, okay, so holiday 2020, people will be dying. You know, video games are probably the one industry that's booming right now because it's the only form of entertainment that new entertainment people can, can consume right now. So I, I'm sure no one in uh, the Xbox, PS, PlayStation, and Nintendo world are complaining at this point. I think... It's more we got to crank out more games because people are dying for it. Uh, so I imagine so if it comes out twenty twenty, so I imagine it will probably be May, Christmas twenty twenty or whatever. It'll be May twenty twenty one before I get one. 
Um, it'll just be it'll just be too hard. It, it'll be too hard, and also you never want version one point oh. Oh yeah, the red ring of death. Uh, I, I I had I I I I had a red ring of death Xbox three sixty. Um, well, I got a, a full replacement, which was perfectly fine. Yeah, I did too because I had the same problem. But uh, uh, and even uh, even my PlayStation One, it wasn't version one but it was still pretty glitchy. I have one of those PlayStation original PlayStation. I wouldn't even call it PlayStation One because it later got rebranded as PlayStation One. But I can't run mine without turning it upside down. Oh, wow. Don't ask me why, but I cannot play a game. It, I could play a game for the first thirty seconds. I, 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 it must be a, it must be a heating thing. Um, but why turning it upside down makes it work, but it does. Wow, that, I've never heard of that before. That is weird. I like that. And I don't even know. I, I can't remember the history of how I determined. It might have been actually on, um. A, uh, a a news board because at that time there was no internet. But <laughs> um, I had gotten I had bought a heat sink from like Active Surplus and used that as a stand for my PlayStation when I had it. And then it got worse and worse. Like the game, the the system would actually freeze um, for no apparent reason until I flipped it upside down and then everything was fine. Yes, that's pretty weird. <laughs> so I I. I might have to look it up to find out now that we have the internet to, to see what the, 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 the explanation is. But yes, I have one of those. Um, so I would never, I, I don't, I think it would be hard. Even May would be kind of early for me. Maybe next summer I'd consider picking one up because my PS4 is a pretty stable one. Like I, it must be, how old is PS4 right now? It must be six or no, it must be more. Yeah. Oh man. 2013 right 17 yeah so seven years seven years old so i must have i bought mine when it was three years old and it was pretty stable like i don't have some of the 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 the, the, the fan going crazy and and uh, um scenarios which is always going to be the problem it's, it's it's these things are massive computers that overheat and yeah. Unless they put liquid cooling in it, <laughs> you're always gonna have to put a fan in it to cool it down or figure out some kind of venting. Yeah, I had that problem. My PS3 was it would just uh, it would just shut down, like it wouldn't it wouldn't like like shut off and then have the have like the 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 red light or whatever. It would just like boom, and then it would just like so you could play it for like 10, 20 minutes, and it would just pew, and then. Uh, and it was a, yeah, it was a heating issue. I had to take it to Gamerama, and they, they, they sort of yeah, these things uh, they're very yeah they're they're very very uh, finicky, fussy machines with a lot of power and maybe not the best sort <laughs> of ways to vent it. Oh man, too funny. Okay. Yeah, so there's no explanation, but I found this BuzzFeed thing about uh, PlayStation 1, and it was like um, the top 20 things, 17 things anyone who owned a PS1 will remember. And, yep, lo and behold, number 11, fixing your PlayStation by turning it upside down when it stopped working. <laughs> I just, I, I never heard of that till today, but it was, it was common enough to make a list. That's awesome. <laughs> but I, 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 I don't think I... I I was tooling around. 
and thought, oh, why don't I do this? I, I, I think I went in a panic and, and was looking at ways I could yeah. fix it. And then I, I just read that this worked. You, and you yeah. do it once and it's like, well, it works. Okay, who cares? But yeah. it's also very embarrassing when you're trying to explain, oh, yeah, trust me, this, this is what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a whole new level of blowing into a cartridge. <laughs> Oh, and uh, why don't we end it there? Thank you again, Curtis, as always. Uh, thank you for listening to Existentialist Cucumber, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber.